Welcome to Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about the Mi'kmaq people and the Halibut First Nation. I'm Glenn Wheeler. We're coming to you this week from Melmustuquik, York Harbor, Bay of Islands, on traditional unceded Mi'kmaq territory. The Halibu election campaign has begun, and the last regular meeting of this council has taken place this past Saturday in St. George's, along with the annual General Assembly. More on that later. Mi'kmaq Matters had our first election event, a debate between the six candidates for Western Vice Chief. More on that later also. But first, Let's look at who's running in this Halibut election campaign. Candidates in three wards have been acclaimed. Of the 24 other candidates, only two are women. The two women councillors on the current council are not running, so if neither Edith Miller wins as Western Vice Chief nor Odell Pike wins in Stephenville Ward, there will be no women on the next council. Speaking of Edie Miller, she was one of the six candidates who took part in the Mi'kmaq Matters debate on Thursday night. For 90 minutes, the six candidates fielded questions on enrollment, fisheries, halibut finances, and other subjects. It was live-streamed before an audience at Cornerbrook City Hall, and you can watch the video on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Mi'kmaq Matters. Now, as usual, after such events, people ask which of the candidates is most likely to win. Andy Tobin is not as well known as some of the other candidates. He comes from Shallop Cove in Bay St. George. He's the only one of the six candidates from Bay St. George. The other five are all from Cornerbrook and the Bay of Islands. Thanks to some sorting of the election list by Jason Lavers, which you can see on Facebook, we know that the four Bay St. George wards contain about 700 more voters than Cornerbrook and the Bay of Islands. Furthermore, voter turnout was much higher in Bay St. George wards in the last election than in Cornerbrook, where it was the lowest, about 10% in Cornerbrook, according to some estimates. So if Bay St. George voters back the Bay St. George candidate, Andy Tobin has a big advantage. A footnote to Andy Tobin is that he's the uncle of Ivan White, who's running against Kenny Lee in St. George's Ward. Ivan White's father, who's also named Ivan White and is the brother of Elder Calvin White, has been acclaimed as the Ward Councillor in Flat Bay. So we'll have at least one Ivan White, perhaps Ivan White Jr., and perhaps Ivan White's junior uncle. Andy Tobin on the next council. Many of the candidates were at the Halibut Annual General Assembly in St. George's on Saturday, and four of them headed off to Burgio for an election panel on Saturday evening. One of the items on the agenda at the assembly was an election update, and it was at times contentious, especially on the topic of the voters list and what information would be included on it for members and for candidates. After the meeting, I spoke with Halibut Band Manager Keith Golding about some of the issues that came up at the meeting. 
Okay, Keith, so a couple things. Um, for people who want to vote by a mail-in ballot, what should they do and when should they do it? Well, the mail-in ballots are available right now. So we're going to be starting to mail those out as early as uh, mid to late this week. So they should uh, go on our website and there is a, a menu there to select to uh, to uh, submit an application online for your mail-in ballots or they can call us at the electoral office and, uh, and submit a request for mail-in ballots. So they can phone the elections office at, uh, at 634-7823 to uh, request the uh, mail-in ballot as well. But you can do it right online and save yourself that, uh, that phone call. Right, and once and do you, uh, once they get the mail-in ballot, does it have to be um, back by a certain amount of time, or does it have to arrive on or before October 23rd, or in advance of eating? It has to be in 24 hours before, so on the day prior to the day day before the election, essentially. So what that comes down to, because the election's on a Tuesday, really they had to be received by Friday. Mm -hmm. Last mail delivery will be Friday evening, Friday right. around the mail. So it'll have to be in by about the 21st. So they should get their, uh, if they want to vote for by mail-in ballot, they should get their request in right away because the ballot has to go out and it has to come back. The process, we've tried to extend it as much as we can. We were hampered and, and slowed down a little bit. Uh, the timelines were shortened up a little more than we wanted, uh, given the, the, the list coming out on August 31st. And we couldn't publish the voters list until we had that list on August 31st. So that narrowed our timeline a bit. But it has been extended uh, quite a lot more than it has been in previous elections. So yes, but, but yes, still, should be time to get the applications in, but it's critical people apply as soon as they can. Mm -hmm. um, now, uh, another issue that people might have is being in the wrong ward. Uh, and as was set up the meeting here today, if um, you think you're in a ward and you've been mis missorted and if you show up in your ward you won't be able to vote if you're not assigned to the right ward so uh, what should people do I guess the first thing they should do is go on the website and see which ward is next to their name absolutely correct on our website under uh, under the elections uh, box there is a voters list and you can check the voters list and see which ward you belong to and which ward you are registered in if it's not consistent with your understanding, if it's not the ward you, if you're in the wrong ward, I guess I should say, uh, then you can call our uh, our offices. Uh, Evan Bennett is the gentleman that's uh, been helping us with the data processing. Evan's number is 634-7389. 634-7389. And Evan can look at the voters list and move you to the correct, uh, to the correct ward. Now, if somebody shows up in the wrong, if you're on the list but in the wrong ward, you can still vote for your Western Vice Chief, for example, and you can still vote for your Chief, uh, but you're just not going to be able to vote for the Ward Councillor. Right. So if uh, so, can you be assigned to the right ward by a telephone call, or is there something more involved in? Getting... No, you phone you phone Evan. If you're a member and you're just in the wrong ward, then we can make those amendments. We can make those corrections. If he requires confirmation of address or something, he can disclose that at that time. But uh, from my understanding, there's no requirement for that. Mm -hmm. you, vote, you get to vote once in whichever ward you, you belong to. Now, there were some questions here uh, from from candidates about what information they they can have uh, for their campaigns. For the general membership, we can go on the website and see the names. Of course, some of the words are very big, and if you're a candidate trying to uh, ID your vote, that can be a little challenging. So is there any more information available to a candidate? Candidates will get a detailed list which has your name and your address on there as well. So they'll be able to uh, 
you know, if you're doing a door-to-door -door campaign or doing a mail-out campaign, you want to reach out to individuals that are members, they'll be able to get that information. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the band members, uh, or, or I'm sorry, the um, candidates get a voter's list that has a little more information on there than the normal mem membership lists that are posted online. Uh, they can use that solely for the purposes of the election, uh, after which the ban list has to be returned to us. Uh -huh. So that the extra information that list has is the mailing address, but it would not have um, a telephone number or an email address, for example. I know it doesn't have email address uh, at, at this point. Uh, I, I, I hazard to say no to the uh, to the telephone number, but I could be mistaken, and I haven't personally examined the list. I know it has addresses. Okay, Keith, uh, very good. So why don't you give us those telephone numbers again, just so people uh, have them. Sure, thanks very much. It's um, The electoral office is, uh, is 1709, area code 709-634-7823. And the, uh, our, our, our staff person that's helping out with issues around wards and ward allocations for voters list is Evan, and he's at 709-634-7389. Halibu band manager Keith Goulding. He confirmed after our interview that only addresses and not phone numbers are provided to candidates. This was the first Halibu annual general assembly since the band became members of the AFN. AFN regional chief Morley Gugu spent Friday meeting with Halibu and the three other AFN bands on the island, Flat Bay, Glenwood, and Meobagag. On Saturday after the uh, meeting, I chatted with the chief and Shannon Monk-Payne of the AFN about what had happened on the two days in Newfoundland and next steps. Just discovery and learning right now as much yep. as possible, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, working with the community with its uh, goals and vision and planning and getting that vision and plan clear Yeah. so that I know what I'm asking and advocating for. Yeah. So you came down... Um, you were here we're here saturday now at the annual general assembly you were here all day yesterday yes and you were here with the four members of um afn in newfoundland mabogag glenwood flat bay and now and now halibu yes uh, so tell me about the meeting you had yesterday well yesterday was just again just a, a welcome to the, all the communities and making sure that we establish start a relationship where we're going to get to know us much more and and figure out what how I will represent the communities you know mm -hmm. and it's important I said you know that we get a collective story of where you are and where you want to go and and as an advocacy group national advocacy group we want to be able to help our brand tell your story yes you know so I, I when your remarks today I got the sense that one thing their, one thing they want from you is they want FaceTime. They want you to be here uh, so many times a year, and you've promised them four times a year yep. that you're going to be uh, on the on the ground here. And I suppose that would be in any of the um, First Nations. That might be Mabagay, Glenwood, yep. Flat Bay, or 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 elsewhere in Halibut territory. Um, so, and what would those meetings be like? Is, would that meet, be meetings with council or meetings with um, general membership? Or, or? Uh, I, I think it's up to the current chief and councils and, you know, what and how they want to meet, you know. I enjoy today, you know, just just happened. We had uh, annual assembly happening on Saturday and we said, okay, we'll make sure we drop in there too, you know, mm -hmm. so people can uh, just know, you know, the relationship that the leadership is uh, engaged in, yes. you know, so it's important.
So um, on the enrollment uh, issue now, um, that's a very difficult issue. Is there anything AFN can do on that very difficult file? Well, the first thing I explained yesterday is that we need to know the uh, agreements and where, where they have been and all that stuff for us to be able to properly advise or figure out how we can help, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we asked the leadership to make sure that uh, um, whatever information they have is passed it over to our staff and then we just review it and we just take it from there. Yes. Does AFN have, uh, have in-house legal staff that could give opinions and insights into the enrollment issue? Um, possibly, but again, without knowing those agreements, how they're made and what agreed was agreed yes. on, you know, we can't make any recommendation of what we would do. Yes. Um, now, one, you made uh, a remark today about, uh, you know, how uh, Halibut was seen by other other First Nations. Of course, it's been a difficult go in, uh, in uh, how are you doing for time there? Uh, five minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, I'll talk fast. Um, you talked about how um, Halibut is, is uh, perceived. So tell me, uh, tell me a bit about that. For example, uh, since Halibut came into AFN, have you from from any other chiefs in Nova Scotia? No, it's uh, you know it's just been July, and it's no secret. Everybody knows uh, Halibut and their membership. You know, uh, and they're the ones that tell me. You know, we're seen in this way that we're not legit or whatever. But it doesn't matter to me. You're, you're a band now officially, and I represent you as a band, and let's move with that. And uh, again, it's important that we build up a healthy identity of the Mi'kmaq people here in Newfoundland, and that's what we'll do, uh, you know, uh, in working together to do everything we can. What do you think, uh, what can we do to, to heal those relationships between, um, between Newf Newfoundland and Nova Scotia? Because, of course, you remember back in the day, the, some of the Nova Scotia Mi'kmaq went to the UN uh, reporter and complained about Halibut coming into uh, getting status. So uh, not only was there no support, there was actual opposition. So how, what can be done, do you think, to heal those uh, divisions? I think it's important that you tell the right story, right? I, I know it's just not what we heard or what people heard. And that's what I basically said, you know, we, we have to sit down. You got to create your storyboard and storyline of exactly who we are, where you came from and where you want to go. And once that's done, I think a lot more people have a better understanding. Mm -hmm. But no information creates misinformation. Well, that's, right? that's, that's very true. So uh, do you know when your next visit is uh, uh, to Newfoundland? We said we'll commit uh, by end of January. You know, um, just November, there's an election going on here, uh, October and November. October 23rd right? is the election here. Right? Mm -hmm. And then we have a big conference we're sponsoring in Halifax on November. And then we got our special chiefs assembly in December. So, right, and, and then Christmas. Yes, right. and there's but Christmas. people from here should be coming to that Nation to Nation conference yes. in November. It's kind of a really critical piece. Yeah. So, and that uh, that nation to nation conference is uh, where in Halifax, and uh, we'll have more information uh, on it next week. Uh -huh. You know, mm -hmm. so uh, but it's talking about nationhood, nation building, mm -hmm. right? And I think it's important that we bring those uh, concepts and that information and knowledge to Newfoundland about nation building, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and nationhood. So um, yeah, so the different self government agreements across the country will be uh, featured in our assembly to just to share knowledge and inspiration and uh, different options for communities, mm -hmm. including, you know, uh, Halibut here. AFN Regional Chief Morley Gugu and Shannon Monk-Payne.
And that's it for the show. Allison Baker is the technical producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Celebration time used with the permission of Mi'kmaq artist Marcus Goss. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Listen to Mi'kmaq Matters on Bay of Islands Radio in Norris Point and Rocky Harbor. Tune in on The Voice of Bombay. And in St. John's, catch us on CHMR. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Till next time.